Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks, and welcome oh, we to back. my first in person studio audience show. And I'm uh, proud to introduce our next guest. We have uh, She TV, who is a media personality. Uh, she interviews people on the red carpet, including on the Stars Network. Um, she gives, uh, she's an influencer that uh, supports brands and gives opportunity to utilize her platform and uh, reach audiences in larger markets. And uh, she believes the main thing about it is uh, her network is a foundation for uh, maximizing a growing community around here and for her brand as well as others. So I want to introduce Chic TV. Come on up. Sorry, that's a southern enemy. You can't walk on the stage without me helping you up. <laughs> now, Kenneth was good, but you know, I, not for uh, Miss Chic. Is it on? Oh, okay. Yes. Welcome on to the show. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Sheik. Because I, I met Miss Sheik uh, <laughs> at Country Bumpkin a while ago. And she, of course, she's coming out of Boston and had to get on her because she was saying some, uh, some stuff about Atlanta people. Oh, yeah, Atlanta people. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Atlanta, though. I really do love Atlanta. Um, I've been here. Two years, so it's going into my third now, mm -hmm. and um, I've been doing like I've been doing media for a while, but like when you break it down, what parts of media and entertainment and all of that, um, you know, it's it's a lot. So I was a makeup artist. I am uh -huh. a makeup artist, but I've been a makeup artist for like. 12 years and um, I'm a licensed esthetician and I've been licensed for about four years now and you know doing media like I've always done media because I'm always creating content but actually doing the red carpet hostings I've been doing that for about a year and a half now because when I first came I wasn't doing that mm -hmm. so. so you come from out of Boston what were you doing in Boston before you came here oh I was working my nine to five well yeah I was working my nine to five but I had moved like like kind of during the pandemic uh -huh. so um i was working remote at the time um i had a salon space in brighton so i would be doing facials and stuff in there um and i also did uh freelance makeup as well throughout the boston area putting on different events and things like that so yeah that's awesome so like you were you born and raised in boston no, yeah or, or just like in boston proper or was like in like outside of boston boston i'm okay. boston boston okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like they say i'm the bobby brown boston but i also have the mark Wahlberg boston because i went to his boys and girls club so yeah uh, you got the accent yes yeah. <laughs> it's still lingering yeah, it's still yeah. <laughs> uh well uh so what what uh, drove you to leave boston come on down uh, south to, to atlanta so, um, honestly, like, I feel like the pandemic put a, a strain on a lot of us, like, mm -hmm. as far as just the creators, especially, like, I know mm -hmm. I have friends who are fine with their nine to five jobs, but me, I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah. Boston, it's like, what, what are we doing? Like, okay, you can go to the club, but how many clubs are you going to keep going to? Right. Um, and I would have like parties like every summer or every holiday, just like even Super Bowl, we would have a party. So I was like really like just trying to keep that that sense of, OK, I'm doing something, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, oh, it's it only goes so far. So I'm like, all right. 
I'm about to move and I was already going through some things with like my roommates. So I was uh. like, if I'm going to move anywhere, I might as well move somewhere where I can actually build myself. I'm not going to be paying $2,000 in rent just to be sitting in the house. So And just kind of spinning your wheels and like, <laughs> yeah. all right, did the same thing, then same thing, same mm. thing, start and do it over again. Yeah. Right, well, what, what made you choose Atlanta though, out of curiosity? I mean, just, you, know, it's, you could have gone to New York, you could have gone anywhere, anywhere. What, what made Atlanta kind of come to the forefront and be, make your last choice? Well, I'm always in New York because New York is only four hours away from Boston. Mm -hmm. So I always go to New York, but it's like New York is cool, but transportation wise, like you can't drive in New York. No. Like there's no parking in New York. I got like a $100 ticket one time because I parked in New York. Like, (laughs) you know, and then people take the trains everywhere, which is fine, but Mm -hmm. it's like, they're real, like the subway systems just like it's good. The subway system's easy, but it's, it's dirty. Just intense, right? Yeah, no. it's intense. <laughs> I got yeah. lost twice. Yeah, it, yeah. The first like after you go so many times, you get used to it. But mm-hmm. no, um, and I have family out here, so like for Thanksgiving we would come down here. So my grandmother's father's side, um, where we get like the sneed. So her. Her father's brother's side lives here um, mm. and will come down for Thanksgiving. So these are like her first cousins. And I always wanted to come down here for school. But like my grandparents raised me and they're like, state school. OK, yeah. that's affordable. <laughs> you know, and my aunt went to Hampton for like, I think, two a year or two years. And mm. that was expensive being that she was out of state. So it was just like, no, you're going to go to the state school. And, um, yeah. So when I had the opportunity to actually move here, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Atlanta. This is where it's at. I would have did Cali, but like Cali's a lot too. And I didn't want to take on that right away. So that's a, just a very aggressive. I mean, that's, yes. like, <laughs> you know, there is a, still a relatability, just all the East coast, whether you're in Miami or Boston, there's, you, you can still kind of connect to it. Yeah. LA is a whole, it's like a whole different country. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Different parts. Um, I've been one time and I was like, okay, we'll come back when we figure life out a little more. <laughs> so what got you into content creation? Um, honestly, I've been doing this for like, like, so my grandfather t- like was doing this. So I found like this clip when I was like five, like mm-hmm. we would go on road trips and my grandfather would like literally home videos is like vlogging now. Okay. Yeah. So that's <laughs> school, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, that's all he would do. We'll be in a hotel. Yeah. We got these three bedrooms and all of this. So like, I've been doing it so long where like I'll get in front of the camera. They could not get me from in front of the camera. Like, okay, move or turn the camera off. But I love the camera. Um, And he just instilled a lot of technology into us. So like we had a computer room growing up. Me and my sister would be up there for hours, like just, you know, like on games and, um, you know, he'll do all the family shirts. And so right off the bat, like I was already like involved when it comes to like technology and computers. Um, I went to a, a, a math and technology school, a uh-huh. high school. So um, my degree was marketing, but again, like I just like to create. So I was always doing something. I was in art. I was always in a club with my boys and girls club. And like, I was in a movie with them. Like I love just creating. So mm-hmm. when it came time to actually like record, like, I bought my first camera and I was just like set it up and I was actually using my iPad starting. So as a camera, like, um, so I was doing my tutorials uh-huh. with my iPad and I, I would make my animations on there and I would put it on YouTube and this was like during college. So I just kept taking it up another level each year, I guess. 
I mean, with uh, so the was YouTube kind of your first first foray into really getting your message out there, or did you just kind of baby step it up from like Instagram and small little things or YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, because I don't think I was on um Instagram as heavily mm-hmm. like like we, we are now because yeah. it wasn't really a thing. Um, so like YouTube, I would just put it on there. I would be on Facebook, but like we have Snapchat. Like Snapchat was really big during college. Um. And that's just kind of how I started, just putting it on YouTube. And it's hard. You have, I mean, with YouTube, you know, you have to do the long form too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What is your preferred? I mean, what kind of like so when you're doing a video, when, when you're planning a video out, like do you have a target for how long you want it to be and that kind of thing? No, like when I first started, like I'll just do okay. I'm gonna do my makeup, and I know I have to hit every point of you know the makeup steps, mm-hmm. like the primer, the eyeshadow. So you're gonna go through all those steps. Makeup takes about an hour mm-hmm. anyway to do, but if you speed that up, you can really pause, pause, pause. Makeup <laughs> take what? It takes about what? an hour. An hour, like if you want it to look good, an hour. An hour. An hour, like if I do it on a client, I, I, like, forty-five hours. I'm so far behind. Where I don't know if that an hour is too long or too short. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because you got podcasts out here that are like four hours. Yeah, but like, they ain't makeup though. Like you, you gotta fit. You moving your arms around for an hour. Yeah, for an hour, for the most part. And I'll talk, so like I would like break down what I'm doing, or if I'm doing a hair tutorial, I break that down. But I was doing natural hair videos, so those don't take as long. But um, yeah, but but the videos would go about 20 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now when I do them, I don't think about how long I want it to be. I just think about the content that I'm putting in there and making sure that it's telling a story. So, yeah. Um, and it, it is like a, an everyday thing, too, though, isn't it? You're trying to get yeah. and doing all these things. People don't realize when you're a creator on the, on these things, you have to really work hard. It's mm-hmm. a hard job. You have to constantly come up with ideas and, and do create things, schedules right? and yeah. calendars. I, that's what everyone's doing nowadays. And I'm like, wow, a couple of years ago, I was just making the content put out there. I was not thinking about no schedule and all this. <laughs> I just wanted to put it out there and that's what I was doing. So Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, because I was telling one of the, um, Sean, one of the band members, how content, how hard it is to be a content creator. Because mm-hmm. people just think, oh, you're just posting like videos online. And I'm like, no, you have to write scripts. You got to do a schedule. And then when all that's said and done and you've recorded everything, now it's time to edit it all up. And then you don't want to just drop a video out. You got to have, you know, you got to make sure the audio is good. Make sure you got a color. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that goes into content creation. You pretty much a one-man show when it comes to producing and scripting everything. Seriously, yeah, so. It would be great to have support for that. <laughs> like, oh, oh, tell me about it. And that's yeah. the great thing about being in Atlanta. And that, too, like, um, oftentimes I would come back for, like, hair fest and things like that because I was strictly a, a hair influencer. Uh-huh. I would go to New York, and I would come to Atlanta. The last hair event was Curl Fest, which was 2019, right before the pandemic. So that was, like, my last event like before pandemic and I was like well during the pandemic Atlanta was open so I was like well if y'all are open I might as well just go back to Atlanta and And they was wrong for that they never closed (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah so it is it's just more creating more creating but I I love it but now you've gotten into doing red carpet interviews like what made you start doing that that takes some heart to do that. So was was the star, the stars one? Was that your first red carpet, or what, what other red carpet? I mean, I know you did HCTV as well. Mm. Right? Yeah, the, the first one. The stars one was my first one, and the thing about the stars one was I was going to assist um, one of uh, the women's 
women of the network I'm a part of. Um, shout out to Media Girls Network. Um, when I first came out here, I didn't know that it was a thing. I didn't know you could be on a carpet or you can cre you create content on a carpet. Like for me, I create content. So it doesn't matter where I'm doing it at as mm -hmm. long as I can create it. So um, I was going to assist, but I want people that like don't like standing back. Like I want to be up front. I want to interview. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like I've done public speaking. I've been doing public speaking since I was 10 years old for my community. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we want a new basketball court. Put Marissa up front. And that's my real name. Put Marissa up front. Because she going to, you know. She, she don't have a real name nowhere. So. Yeah, yeah. I, like, you can, like, search my name. Um, so if you put in Marissa Sneed on Google, you will see, like, the different community uh, projects I was a mm -hmm. part of in Boston. Like, growing up, I was on the Mark Barber um, show. I got a scholarship from him just being a part of my community. So, like, I don't know. I just was like, um, and that too, building a community out here. So there was a guy, he was just doing photography. And he's like, hey, Sheik, you want to you wanna do some interviews? I said, you want me to do interviews? He's like, yeah, you want to do interviews? I was like, yeah, I want to do interviews. So I ran over there. I had my, um, my friend, Ozone, he does um, videography out here. And we just went over there and started. And honestly, he just got clips of me. But I would mm -hmm. have my camera. And I recently just sold my camera because I'm getting a new one. But I have my pink camera with me. And I'm in doing the interviews like this with my pink camera. I got Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent Wave. I got uh, um, different people from the BMF, you know, mm -hmm. Catch Dolls. She, like, uh, announced her pregnancy that day. And I had seen them earlier at a private um one-on-ones mm -hmm. so that like press run so that was pretty cool but once i did that i was like oh this is this is me i'm doing this and i just kept going with it so i mean so like when you're doing the so when you're getting on the red carpet what is it like though like so you do you said you have a, like a pre-interview almost you do one-on-ones and then you get on and now they go one by one past you how do you get their attention? Is it really just paparazzi like, or how do you? How are you able to grab hold of them? And actually, be able, be able to have a conversation with them. Well, be on time for one, <laughs> and I'm worse with that. I actually was on time today, so I was very proud of myself. I appreciate that. Yes. I mean, we didn't start on time, but I do appreciate it's that. Okay. I, was, I was just like really. I'm trying to be better with my timing, and people are gonna remember you if you are on time. They remember if you're late too, but that's why I try to make sure I have good content because I'm like, this going to trump everything else. But um, no, be on time so you get a good spot. I'm mm. not a person that likes to fight for a spot on the carpet because I just think I'm going to see you at the next one. So let's not have bad energy on the carpet. So um, if there's no space, I'll just like find a spot. But I get really nervous because people watch me. Like, I'm really mm. animated. Like, I have great energy. And you might have some people that get on the carpet and they do the whole, hey, you guys, we are here. No, I'm like, I'm giving it real. I'm I'm just um, really amping up the talent, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, it, it's amazing once I start getting into it. But at first, I'm, like, kind of standing like, all right, you ready? You're going to go? They be like, <laughs> like, my cameraman be like, you ready? You, you ready? I, I'm ready. I think I'm ready. You sure? I am. Okay, let's go. So it's like a turn on and turn off because I be nervous. But it's always a great feeling after because everyone's like, you did so great. I'm like, I literally blacked out through the whole thing. I just was going. So. You sound like a linebacker right now. <laughs> 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 that's awesome though like it's but so you're able to like at least engage and, and it's mm -hmm. like you're, you're it's not just the traditional article the uh, article or interview you're trying to have like, like some fun yeah right. i call myself the party before the party that's why i mm -hmm. call myself media carpets queen because this is a carpet right now like we're we're gonna have fun it's gonna look amazing um i could literally 
like listening parties. If there's no space for me on the carpet, I will be in the corner doing my interviews. Like I am the carpet in my mm-hmm. mind. Like I know I'm the carpet. So um, it's just it's 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 just a party. Let's have fun with it. You know, you got a bunch of media here. Everybody wants to be serious. Content should be fun. So absolutely, yeah, that's how I I look at it. So now you're going to doing like the red carpet interviews. Now you transition over into like the podcast space too, right? Yeah. So I'm and not so much podcast, but I'm gonna have a show. So very live audience like yours, um, very inspiring. I love today. Just to let you know that. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I just want to be able to bring more creators together. Mm-hmm. When I first started thinking of the show, I was just thinking kind of of me in a sense. I don't not even of me, but I was just like, okay, this is the type of people I want to interview, and then. So many people I know want more opportunities, mm-hmm. and there's nothing but opportunities out here. So me creating a show, having three, four people that I see on the carpet all the time come to the show, that's going to help them, and that's going to help me because sometimes um, the opportunities out here aren't given to everybody. Like right. They might go to the same people. You see someone new, like, um, they'll try to go to them. And then it's also like, you know, a lot of these times it's not paid. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I want to create something where people can get paid for what they're doing and, you know, really believe in what they're doing. You know, I, I had a lot of uh, camera people out here who've been out here for a really long time, like, don't give up. Like, just kept telling me, keep going. There's a lot of people we see that come out here and they do it and then they disappear and we don't know what happens. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, I yeah. don't think I'm leaving. So, yeah. yeah. People get frustrated. I mean, the same thing, like, we learned from um, Kevin on stage. Like, he was talking about, like, podcasts. And he was like, if you're doing any form of content creation, once you get to, you would know how serious you are if you get to like 100 episodes. Oh, wow. Once you get to 100 episodes, that's when you know you're pretty much locked in and that's what you have passion for. But a lot of people don't even make it to 50. I didn't even realize that because I, I think about my YouTube channel when you said that. I'm like, oh, I have over 100 videos on my YouTube channel. Yeah. So, and I don't pay attention. I just like create them and drop them, make them drop them. And yeah. yeah. I don't, I never counted. You know, I mean, even yeah. when he said I didn't count. Because I'm like, this is what I wanted to yeah. do. I'm so used to, I never used to talk because I'm, I'm a nerd. And so I, my, when I first was doing and getting in corporate and stuff, I was a quiet person. Oh, really? But it wasn't until I got into like leadership and it went through my leadership development class to where I figured I got a mouth and I, people need to hear my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a loud mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can't tell right now, but I bet it. I bet. Oh, it's, oh. <laughs> oh, the people in this room, they know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, we all have donors, and myself included. I know, like, you know, just kind of what you're saying, like, it's about expressing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I know, like, the, even the three of us have different personalities, but we have a, a love of just expressing yourself and trying to figure out and make connections and, and tell all the other, other people's stories. Yeah, it's that's the big thing. Yeah, I just tell- tend to express myself a little bit loudly, though. I mean, but that's me. Like, I, I did a live the other day with two women from the Shade Room. Uh-huh. Um, one was named um, China uh, Lovelace and another... I is, saw your post with it, yeah. Seen it, and I'm um, La Janae. But, like, one of... La Janae was just saying, like, I'm loud. I'm from the South. Like, she's from Mississippi. Like, she was just saying, like, she's out there. And for me, um, I have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. But, again, I get nervous. But it's also like I get nervous because I know I am loud and I know I can steal the show sometimes. So I like sometimes don't want people looking at me like, look at this loud girl. What's she doing now? <laughs> but the but the girl was just like walk into that. Like I would literally get in trouble for being 
so talkative. I would be the girl like arguing with the kid in class because I'm answering. Hey, I got a, I, I got a question. I got like it was just always like, can you just be quiet? <laughs> but no, you can't shut me up. I'm here. So yeah, yeah. look at me. Exactly. <laughs> Blame my grandparents. Blame them. But I'm not, that's the only way you're going to be seen, right? You got to speak up. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't speak up, it's like a closed mouth don't get fed. Yeah, I hear that so, oh my, and I'm, and now I really have to kind of take that in consideration because being a freelance, you know, creator, you have to find those opportunities and mm -hmm. you're not going to sit and wait for someone to be like, okay, we're going to get, and everybody, like you got different um, networks out here and, and right. a lot of media out here. So a lot of people will sit back and just wait till something comes to them. And I'm like, no, I'm going to show people why I moved here. Yeah, so that's, that's why. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect attitude, though. That's yeah. a, that, <laughs> one thing in life, regardless, regardless of just being a creator mm -hmm. or anything, you're like, all right, well, I'll just sit here and someone will ask me to do something. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's never going to happen. No. You have to go out yeah. there and do yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be aggressive about all that you do, especially <laughs> yeah. when it comes to content creation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially like, when you're, you know, we're all artists. And mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to do it. You have to go out there and get it. And even and, like you know. these red carpets, it's like you have to find them. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a bunch of them, but you better. That's why I say your network is really important when it comes to building your foundation because. There may be like one person, you know, that has all the information about what's happening, but they're not going to give you everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'll take a little bit from there. And then I met someone else. They're going to call me and invite me somewhere or this network has something for me. So I'm creating my own network so that I'm always in the loop of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Whether I want to go out tonight, like last night could have went out. but I was like, nope, I got to get up early for the show tomorrow. So I'm never not missing something because it's always something happening, yeah. but it's also the support behind it because it's people that want you to actually be there. So I tell people all the time, network, network, network. If you didn't want, if you don't want a network, you should never move to Atlanta. Like that's, that's how you're going to build like your platform and what you're doing and your support. So what's been in your experience being here? We, probably, we, we had this conversation briefly. What, what, like, what? What's your, yes, coming to Atlanta. What's your experience in um, Atlanta? So, you, I mean, just out of curiosity, right. you're talking about between Boston and Atlanta. Is that correct? That's kind of yeah, like, yeah. Claire, <laughs> let's clarify this. This is a guy from Jersey. I know right. that. I know what he's asking. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I got beef with Jersey too. Um, I I really do love Atlanta. Like I, when I go home, so mm -hmm. the first year I was here, I would go home like every three months because I was just like missing home and I'm like oh I don't want to miss nothing but then I go home I'm like I'm not missing nothing why did I come back home I spent $300 on a ticket I could have put that towards a bill and there's bills out here that's the thing I got family bills. huh family home uh they could come see me because it's like nothing at home and then like with my family like since my grandma passed away uh -huh. it's no real I always say it's matriarch yeah. yeah there's like I would do it because like that's how she raised me. So I would get everybody together. We're gonna do things at my grandma's house. We oh, we cooking this, we cooking that. Someone's birthday. We have like I would do that, but I'm young. I don't have kids. Like I'm single. I am going to move on with my life. So when I left, it was kind of like no one's doing nothing. Like my aunt's here, my mom's there, my sister's there, mother sister's over there. So it's like when I come home, it's one, it's hard to go visit everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's like y'all could just come see me and stay in my apartment because <laughs> like what? I don't I don't want to. And then it's like there's no events. Mm -hmm. There's a parties, parties, parties. So when I first moved here, 
I thought I was going to be a party promoter because I linked up with some people from Boston. You know, I'm like, I don't know the one. Let me meet the, you know, I know the people from Boston. They were doing clubs out here, and I would always help promote their clubs in Boston. Like, it's Friday, y'all. Let's go to Savoir. Let's go here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, that was cool. So... But then I'm like, I can't stay up till five in the morning. Like Atlanta don't go to sleep. And I'm like, I got work in them because I was still working nine to five when I, I moved here. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. Like, and I thought, well, maybe I could meet people, meet females in the club and do their makeup for them. But again, Atlanta's so oversaturated with makeup artists. It's like, not for nothing, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to makeup. You have the really dramatic, I'm really natural. So, like, the type of people that want that type of makeup, I'm not going to find that in the club. So, I'm like, okay. But I did find one of my best friends out here. Um, He does photography. And he'll be going to this event, this event, this event. And I'm like, okay, I'll come help you. I'll hold the light for him. And I'll mm. vlog the nights and stuff. But it wasn't until Mo Quick from... I think it's 94.5. The stations are different, but our Gemini 4.5 um, is like, you all's Gemini 4.5 out here, but it's mm-hmm. something else. Um, streets is something. It's one oh, It's something. I forget the station. <laughs> but she's a big uh, media uh, radio personality, and mm-hmm. she see me holding a camera, and she was like, girl, you need to be in front of the camera, not behind the camera. And I was like, you right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And, and, that's, and I can't... Boston would never touch what Atlanta's doing, like, at all, at all. That's it. I mean, so, like, all right, well, there's a couple things. First of all, I definitely empathize with uh, your story with your family. I'm the same way. Single guy, then, like, you know, mom and dad, like, are you coming up? Like, what are we doing? Same thing we did last year. Like, yay. (laughs) Family. I was the single dude, like... And like, all right, well, it's all of us coming to you, or just you. It's just you and you. So it's like you have to come to us. Like yeah. you're the only one. Like, oh god. So I have definitely empathize with that story. <laughs> um, but like, as far as the differences you mentioned, like that's uh, it's such a di- there is a different market, but Boston mm-hmm. and Atlanta. So what is the difference there? For like you mentioned, touched on it a little bit. Everybody uh, wants to work. I want to work too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I've had like five. My grand, my uncle be like, "What you a flight attendant now?" Because I have like fifty jobs. Like my and like my my Maybe. aunt would, yeah. My aunt's like, "Are you Jamaican or something?" Because you know how they say Jamaican's got a million jobs. But I'm like, like I just like to stay active. Like mm-hmm. I I played a lot of sports. Um, but Boston is very much like nine to five. You have your different events meetups after work um you know really family oriented like a lot of my friends have kids um yeah right i'm like um yeah like i love my goddaughter and my godson stuff like that but i'm like i'm not trying to have no kids right now i'm trying to live my life i was in school and in education it's Mm -hmm. really big for education um like i went to an exam school so you got to take a test to get into that school so that was from seventh grade to 12th grade and then i went to um umass dartmouth and i got a degree in marketing minor in um english communications journalism Mm -hmm. and um operations management i did the whole four years of school i worked while i was in school every week and i would get on the bus and come home that's not living like it's not living and um even now like me taking that step to leave i have friends like calling me like hey i'm going to dc at the end of may hey i'm moving to houston like now they kind of see like there's so much more than just paying bills like Mm -hmm. that's cool but like but you still gotta pay bills i mean you gotta pay bills but at least (laughs) i can have fun with it like i'm not paying like 
there's people that pay what I pay and their apartments. It's like, okay, you don't really get much from your apartment or the neighborhood you're in. Um, like I live on, you know, close to like, uh, what is Atlantic stations down the road? You got the uh, belt line, you got, um, what else? And we got seaport and stuff. But again, the events, I, the events for me is it like, I'm good. I'm good. With the no, event. I'm not knocking it at all. Cause I mean, that's one thing, but I, of course I'm older than you. And I've been working for a long time. It's, you know, our generation, we're so used to working so hard. and But we don't understand what it means to really enjoy life. Like, for us, if we had to wait till we retired to enjoy life. Until a lot of us. That was drilled in my head, my dad. Just, yeah. You left town? You could have saved that money and, then, and spent it with yeah. your family. Like, what? But I think the <laughs> pandemic kind of. I mean, because me and my wife, you know, we were always talking about it. I don't want to wait until it's almost time to transition before I really start. Mm. We start traveling. But the pandemic kind of set it the tone for everybody because it was like tomorrow ain't promised. Yeah. And you might as well get what you got to get now and enjoy life now to take, you know, build the experience up and build memories rather than just, you know, being in the office all day, every day, helping somebody else get rich so they can enjoy their life. And they didn't like me in there anyway. So it was just like, like the last job I had before I left Boston, loved it. So I did a lot of human services. So mm -hmm. um, I worked for a nonprofit and we housed homeless people and um, people dealing with substance abuse. So I was more of like the coordinator, the program coordinator, and I would manage the case managers, making sure that we're meeting with clients. Um, the job that I had out here was with um, uh, Georgia, uh, it was like an autism center. So we would enroll different children into uh, autism programs, getting them uh, uh, be uh, BAs and things like that to get them services. So yeah. I was always involved in that because my grandma was a case manager. So I, and I come from a family of substance abuse and things like that. So I always wanted to like fix the system. Like I want to fix the system with this, but then it's like, you're one person. You, you, you can't fix the system completely, but you could show people that there's more to life. So mm -hmm. I kind of like went from that to that. Cause I was like, I'm not sitting at a desk all day. Like you want to run for office. Huh? You want to run for office? Do I want to run for office? Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> that is that is correct. I, I, I go on the carpet and interview whoever's doing it, which I have. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've interviewed some politicians out here when they were running. Um, I do the mayor of Forest Parks makeup. Like so, you know, I'm really much involved still, but I just want to do it my way. Nah, I don't manage. <laughs> So it sounds like a, like the comparing like the Boston. I want to ask you that. Like it sounds like Boston has the just the structured every day is just a list of things of tasks. Yeah. Right. And then the events are like all right. There is an event on seven on Fridays at seven o'clock. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. And it just sounds like I didn't realize this that Atlanta has it's just a little more dynamic. Yeah. Guess, right. So events aren't necessarily super structured. That it's only at this time this day. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's all kinds of events at all different times. Is that kind of the the difference? Yeah, the difference, especially what you're talking about as far as what you like. Yeah, uh, and the healthcare. I would say that's one thing. I love Boston healthcare. You cannot beat it. I was getting free healthcare in Boston. Uh, dental, vision, medical. Okay, what is that? Yeah, we don't have that here. Listen, at all, and no. I had to learn the hard way. Like, I tell people all the time, like, you know, I, I talk about the dating scene a lot because I'm like, I have to schedule three months just to get seen by a doctor, so I can only imagine what's happening out here. Um, and, you know, even with healthcare, like, you know, unless you're planning a family, you can't get regular doctor's visits, and mm -hmm. that's crazy. So you are going to come out of pocket for a lot of things when it comes to just that part of things. But other than the medical, because, like, you see, I love my teeth. 
Okay, that's mm-hmm. one thing. I love my teeth. So that's just really hard. And that's another reason why I was going home so often to, to go to my doctor's visits and stuff. I'm like, I'm not playing around. I'm get my teeth so you flew home to go to the dentist? Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> sure will. Like, okay, I'm going home. Let me schedule my appointment around this time. And I will go and get, get my business and stuff. But it just was a strain. But other other than the healthcare, the education's and the, the education's different out here compared to like in Boston. Like Boston's really like tech, uh, medical, um stuff like that in boston out here you have a lot of media like mm-hmm. any uh, mass calm just all of that out here and i love that because i'm like that's what i wanted but i could not get that in boston so it has its pros and cons but i i take atlanta i, I take atlanta any day i do that's it's so is atlanta a little more multicultural i, I get that impression strange enough like it isn't okay no I, I just, oh yeah, unless from, I'm saying from Boston. Um, there's a little more. It's really yeah. It's a yeah. It is more multicultural, but I get um, what do you, what what is that thing called? Culture shock. Uh huh. I get culture shock when I go home now, um, because I don't see as many black people when I go home. Like when I go home, I'm like in Boston. In Boston. Okay. Yeah, but like, but where I'm Breaking from, news. right? But where I'm <laughs> no, from, though, like, it is no, no. like, no, no. Everyone says that, like, are there black people in Boston? I'm like, yeah, but where I'm from, like Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, that's where you're gonna see black people. But it's like when I get off the plane, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh snap. But when I get off the plane here, I'm like, oh snap. Like it, black people, black people, black people. You know, maybe Asian here, maybe Indian here, white people, of course. You know, but I mean, they dominate the state. Yeah. <laughs> and they dominate. I mean, I'd be I'd be really front of telling you, they dominate the state. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, we are in. I mean, we have the largest airport in the world. Oh yeah, but but, yeah. but like Logan Airport's pretty big, but it's still like nobody beats Hartsfield. Hartsfield literally no, yeah, is no, a hard, is, the largest is, airport yeah. in the world. It's huge. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we, I can understand that. Like what you're talking about, that's what I meant. It felt like, it feels like, and from the outside perspective, that. Uh, Boston's a little more monochromatic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it that way. No, seriously. No, it is. And that's like, why that's kind of why, man, like Atlanta has a little, like, a, has, yeah. has a little more colors around. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you get more support. Like, you have a lot of Caribbeans, too, in Boston or different, mm-hmm. in, um, different groups, like the Hispanics and stuff like that. So when it comes to support, it can be a little challenging. Um, I was doing, like, makeup classes and stuff like that. And my network was of people, like, I went to school with. Um, I went to college with so those ladies will always support what I I would do but like outside of that people aren't really supporting like I have people now reaching out like hey I got this podcast watch it where was you at when I was in Boston because y'all was looking at me crazy when I was doing stuff so Mm -hmm. now to see like and I I was on a podcast in Boston too before I um, came here Um, so I was doing a lot of different things but the support out here is definitely unmatched like I see you all in this room if you're having something I know I'm going to support or I'm going to see it again and and that's just how it is Boston they see your stuff they okay oh wow okay whatever Oh, I mean, yes, to a degree, because you still have some people. Some people. Yeah, they. I mean, they'll like your stuff, but they won't like necessarily share it. Because I mean, I voice my. I'm a very vocal person. I think I've already said that. I'll be honest about a lot of stuff. So people will. So the issue I have when it comes to like, uh, people supporting you online. Like you can have a strong connection online, but you only like of the two thousand or three thousand or fifteen thousand people you following you, you may have. 
one percent of that, two percent of that, they might actually share and keep like resharing your stuff and support it. Everybody else is there to, to watch. Yeah, to watch, but that's okay. We want the watchers. You bring in. I like lurkers. Right. You get. You listen. When they say how many people you reached, <laughs> hello, they were watching, so I reached yeah. them too. You know, so I I don't mind it, but like. It's like, but out here though, like I posted a black business ball I'm doing in like two weeks and this girl I met maybe twice. And honestly, I could meet someone and they'd be like, hey, Sheik. And I'd be like, hey, I don't even know who you are. Like, I don't remember. Yeah, I'd be like, you got me on Instagram. Like, yeah, girl, what's your name again? Because I forget. But they're like, oh, I'm going to come to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, even with this, somebody reposted it. Like, like I, like I, even with you, I met you. What, it was last week? Yeah. It was last week. Hey, I got a show. Can you come on? Yeah, I'm going to come on. I'm, I, and, and that happens a lot, but Boston, you get people, people don't even do what we do, that too. Like, mm -hmm. they don't do what oh, we do. So okay. when it comes to that type of support, it's kind of like, well, they don't see a benefit from it, so they're not going to go. Right. Yeah. You know, out here, there's a, it's a mutual benefit. So yeah. it's like. Everybody's trying to work toward the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Atlanta's just big for that. That is just a, I mean, it sounds simple. We'll just show up. Yeah. So yeah. I'm doing something. Okay, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> just go. Now you can't be at everything, granted. Yeah, yeah. but well, that's, that's the thing. Like, be honest behind it too. Like, yeah, don't say you're gonna be there and you're just not gonna be there. Just, and some things I don't go to, I will repost it and yeah. I'll reach out. Like last week, I had to do something, um, and I couldn't go to this one event. I reached out to the girl. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Just want to continue to see your growth. Like, I will still just let people know I'm watching what you're doing and I support what you're doing. Because even just hearing that, there are times I be like. Like I tell people, last year was the roughest year of my life mm -hmm. when it comes to what I'm doing and just, um, you know, being out here, like, by, like not by myself because I have family, but technically by myself. So um, I learned a lot during that. So it's just like, it's just one of those things where it's like, you just want to make sure that you have a good foundation. But either way, like people just... Repose the repost goes a long way. I do not. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you got to do that. Like, again, yeah, because I mean, even if you can't make it something, like just reshare it. Yeah. And then you know, if you if it's something they're selling, then just patronize them too. Because shout out to our best friend Yolanda up in here with conversations with Cameron. Her okay, book. Okay. Yeah. It's, you can find it on Amazon. Let's go. See. It it is that easy. It's yeah. that easy. So. That's it. I mean, it's about like like, comment, subscribe, right? It's, okay. It, it, there's a reason why they say that. Like, because that really does help. Like, it, you don't have to pull out a dollar and write a check. Just like no, because I never understood button twice. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never understood that because I'm like, you know, you don't have to show up for everything because mm -hmm. everybody's got something going on. Everybody works. Somebody, you know, you might have kids at home too, and you're just exhausted from sitting out in the center of traffic. Oh. But yeah. the least that you could do is like reshare something. Because you might, the person that you're following might not follow 100 or 200 or 300 people that you follow, and they might show up. And it's crazy because, like you said, the watchers, you would think, like, and that's the thing, like, in person, I get a lot of, oh, my gosh, hey, she go. But it's like, y'all don't repost nothing. I don't see y'all liking nothing. And I and I see that. Mm -hmm. But the tables always turn because yeah. you're going to have something and you're going to want somebody to support you. Or I'm going to have something and you're going to want to be there. Because... What I say too, like, like even the cameramen I've worked with, they've gained so many opportunities from what, like, just recording me. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, hey, y'all work really great together, but I do it because there's more opportunities for everybody. Like, right. you know, I tell them all the time, if you got something, I'll come and record. I was doing recording before I was in front of a mic. So it's, it's opportunity for us to create, so... 
that just you know don't be a dick that part right yeah <laughs> I imagine right let's that's make the, it happen that's the that's the thing also you have to have a good personality you have to be you know, when you're being supportive of each other that's that's what counts mm-hmm. right? that's the main thing be pure so that's that's awesome then what you're doing and so so what's your next steps what's what you thinking about next well the show um of course mm-hmm. because like my sh- like just the show in general i feel like it's just an opportunity again for a lot of people that like people hit me up to this day. Like I'll put, I need, I'll say, I need a cameraman. Mm. I have like 50 people reach out and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed because I'm like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with all these people? So it'll allow me to kind of help people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just really continue to do what I'm doing, but add, a better scale each time. So at first I'm doing it, I'm recording my own videos and I'm editing my own videos. Okay, now I have my other cameraman, he's helping record, but no one's editing. Okay, I meet somebody else, they know how to edit. Like it's just to make it better each time. Like I wanna be big, I know I'm gonna be big. So it's just like, it's not a race, it's not Mm -hmm. a race for me. I enjoy the journey very much. So again, like last year it was a struggle, but when I look back, I'm like, that struggle really set the tone for me now mm-hmm. where I could look back and be like, okay, I know what I need to do now or I know what I'm not going to do now and um, and just keep keep going. Like, I still do makeup. I still do facials, um, you know, and the media stuff is just like, I want to keep showing people like you can do this. Like, there are girls, um, guys, like there's people out here that want to be on a carpet. They don't know how. Um, no, like, again, you make a carpet. Like, I went down to Essence Fest and snuck into the dome, and we seen Nicki Minaj. Like, yeah, like, it was was a whole thing. The guy's like, where's your ticket? So, we had one ticket. This Uh is my story for y'all. We had one ticket, and it was four of us. And I was going down there to work for Spotify for the weekend, but, Mm -hmm. like, we didn't have access to none of the events and stuff, but the guy that gave us a ticket, he was a makeup artist for um, Coco Jones. So he gave it, and I just dropped the Coco Jones video. Y'all go watch that. That's a little (laughs) little funny story time, too. Yes. Um, But, yeah, so... Pretty much, he gave us one ticket, but he gave us two tickets, one of them worked. So me and my friend, me and the girl, we scanned the one ticket and we got in. So I'm like, all right, bet, we inside. Then my other two friends, they went through the building somehow. Now, we was trying to do it the right way and say, hey, we got credentials. This is what Mm -hmm. we do in Atlanta. They like, if you're not on the list, sorry. We're like, "Mm, okay. So they go some way, right? They go some way in the, the dome. I have no cell phone service. And this is how I know it was meant to be. So we get up there and we get to the to a spot. Um, I had just seen uh, AJ from 106 in Park, like interview him real quick. And then we was like, all right, let's go try to get downstairs where they like in front of the stage. So the lady's like, do you have your ticket? I'm like, oh, no, it's on my camera bag in my seat. And she's like, because I have my camera. She's like, uh-huh. oh, okay, cool. So we went, we're down there. Now we're down there. Nas is performing. I'm like, yes. like yeah. So, and, I, and I'm telling my friend, like, keep your, keep your, um, keep your wrist low. Keep your wrist low. You don't, you know, so they don't look at our wrists like they don't mm-hmm. got no wristband. So we're sitting in the back and we look over and we see our two friends, because he loved Nicki Minaj, run into the stage, like past us. We're like, we get up, follow him, now we're in front of the stage. Yeah, so by the time Nicki came on, we was right in front. I got great content. Um, like I got our our hotel sponsored. Like literally, like we're driving down there, we're mm-hmm. reaching out to like hotels to get sponsored for the week. Got that sponsor. We're working for Spotify for two days. 
Um, one of the nights we got to go to the to the actual event Spotify was hosting. So I met mm. Issa Rae. I told her, I said, listen, I love you. I'm working. I can't really talk to you right now, but I'm working. I love you. She's like, girl, I love you too. I said, okay. But it was like, <laughs> it was just different things that was happening. Like Jacquees was out here a lot. He was there. I was like, you remember me? He's like, yeah. And I was like, you know, so it's like, just keep building the network. But that's, that's a little story. But um, the, when I interviewed the ladies, it was like, it's a difference between confidence mm-hmm. and audacity. I have the audacity to go to the next level. I don't care. You're going to kick me out. That's cool. Cause I'm <laughs> at the next event. Like it don't matter to me. Like uh, you got to remember my name. So it's not um, a felony. Yeah, like, oh, you kick me out. Sure. Hey, whatever. Like, yeah, but my video's going to get a million views or whatever. I don't, I don't got a million views yet, but we're going to talk in existence. But when it do, I'm getting paid from that content. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to keep showing up and i'm like just keep doing what i'm doing that's awesome so what's the show going to be about um the show is going to be about creators in um create i won't say in atlanta because again i want to be big so mm. it's going to be about creators i don't believe in the whole celebrity thing no more like we're all celebrities at this point right. like my i call my we'll um, yeah, okay listen i call my um my friend and my godson he follows me on tiktok so i we call him i call my godson he hates it but whatever so he's like she's famous that was the most sweetest thing he ever said to me ever because normally he don't want to talk to me he don't be on the phone but he was like she's famous she interviewed jada waiter i done interviewed jada like five times already but for him it's like a big thing and she's like how you know that and he's like i follow her on tiktok and i'm like i keep it real pg so um it's just gonna be about creators like i just feel like without what we're doing the celebrity Mm -hmm. wouldn't be where they are now right and those are and now you have influencers that are celebrities so i don't look at it as celebrities so i'm bringing people on the show that are influencers creators music whoever whatever you're doing to put yourself to the next step or to put someone else to the next step that's what i want to bring on it's like an ode to wendy williams with a little oprah with a little carisha okay because i'm gonna be i'll give it all but um i just want it to be like you know, one of those shows that people are able to really relate to mm-hmm. and have fun with. I don't just take, don't spill tea like Wendy Williams. Don't huh? don't, don't do that. No, I, but but no, yeah. old to her in a sense of like uh, knowing. So the show's called The Beat because I'm always on beat with what's happening. At mm-hmm. first, it was more makeup based because beat makeup. But being that I brought in so many more creators, I'm like that makes it make sense for us to be on beat with, with everything that's happening. And the people that I'm bringing on are very much on beat with different things happening um we have someone that travels like she'll be talking about she goes to like tokyo and all these other places i'm like how are you going in and she's not a celebrity she got a thousand followers but she gonna sponsorship tokyo and uh well she trinidad um i got another person he's an advocate for um health out here and you know, I don't really, be, me and her's from Boston, mm-hmm. but he's from Atlanta. And then we have another person, he's from New York, he'll be on the show. Um, so it's just going to have different dynamics so that anybody can relate to what's happening. Um, but no messiness like Wendy. It's just more so because Wendy was so, when I watch her shows now, because I never really watched Wendy Williams like that. Like my grandma would, and I'll peek in, and I'll watch a few shows if my favorite celebrity's um, going to be on there. And when I watch the show now because i watch wendy i watch oprah all these you know uh tv personalities before me i'm like wendy was so involved with like you know she's talking about leonardo DiCaprio and you know the new show that came out here so it's not just about black people i don't 
I want my show to be really diverse so mm-hmm. that anybody can relate. So that's the only, that's what I mean, like, giving her, her her flowers. But no messiness because I think everybody should be seeing a really great light. I'm all positive energy. I agree with that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome also because, you know, we all, I don't care who you are, we all have, have had our rough days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So why why make that the highlight of anybody? Okay. And so, and, and uh, the beat, is, it makes more sense too because it's not as restrictive, right? Exactly. It's like you were saying, you don't even want to beat, beat Atlanta, beat anybody. anybody. Yeah. Right? Anybody, anybody that's creative and wants to come on and, and be positive and show positivity. Yes. That's awesome. So I look forward to it. So like, what are your final thoughts? And how, before, first, before we do that, like you talk about sponsorship, how do people go about being aggressive about getting sponsored? Oh, so, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like I was get so in Boston, I was doing makeup classes, uh-huh. and um, my first makeup class was at like the Double Tree Hotel. They and even negotiating, I was like, I first n- negotiated the price of the room I was gonna get. We had a full breakfast bar, mimosas. Like I had a projector. I had uh, invited some girls to do makeup too. Mm-hmm. So I would reach out. Like my first sponsor was Talia Wajid. I'm actually gonna actually be at the Natural World Hair Show, um, hosting their Men's Den. Mm-hmm. This will be my third event with them but they were my first sponsor when I was in Boston and that's just emailing uh Instagram was a thing so it wasn't a big big thing so it's easy to get in contact with them I'm uh, telling sending them an email about what I'm doing how many people is expected to be there um here's some pictures from the previous event or previous things I've done and just reaching out to people that make sense for you if for what you're doing, your niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in here, so why not have a bunch of goodie bags with hair products in it? I even went to the mall and went to Macy's and went to, I used to work at Sephora too at the time I did the makeup classes. So I would make like a hundred bags of mini perfume samples and mm-hmm. drop that in the bag. You got a little Dior, you got a little Chanel. You know, it's, it's, it's you just gotta put yourself in you got to put yourself out there. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be afraid of a no. You could, I could get 10 no's, but shoot, I might get one yes, and that one yes might just help pay for this whole thing. So um, you just got to really do it. I have a hard time, especially now, mm-hmm. because I'm so busy, but I can't. I can't forget what I've done prior to get to where I'm now. So I'm like, always got to go back to what I was doing and, you know, uh, commenting on the polls so people see what you're doing. So when you reach out, it's an easy yes. Like, oh, I see what you're doing. The product, they make, these people make money. So why not reach out and get it? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of t- dovetails what he said, you know, at the beginning, top of the show, or, you know, once you have 100 episodes, like, all right, you, just, you, you call up Chanel, like, I have 100 episodes. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I'm serious about this. You know, if you have that foundation, that, that's a good first step, and then you just be aggressive. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. For sure. So, what's the final thought that you can give to everybody who wants to get into content creation or doing hair and makeup and stuff? Um, f- figure out, like, I would write a list of things that you like to do down. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I, before I even started, I was, um, like, in high school, I played basketball, and, like, definitely like with the struggle of like confidence like i definitely struggle with confidence because my grandma gave me a perm you struggle with confidence 
so I think it was fake struggle. Does she struggle with confidence? It was like a, <laughs> it was like a fake struggle, but um, like it was just like I was insecure about my hair mm-hmm. because it had fell out from a perm, so it was really short, and I would get bullied a lot. And for me, like I just kind of escaped into doing different activities. So I always played a sport like basketball, soccer, whatever. And by high school, I was like. I'm not like in my school that I went to because it was an exam school and everybody was equal versus a public school. It was a public school, but it wasn't like the normal public school with all these different communities and different people. It was like we all were on the same level. So I wasn't worried about that too much. By the time I got in high school, I cut my hair off. And the first thing I was like, I don't want like a little boy. So let me learn how to do some makeup, at least my (laughs) eyebrows, because they were like they were they're not. Thin, but they were light so I learned how to do makeup but I was working at Nike Town mm-hmm. and everybody would be like you do really good makeup Nike Town shut down so because um I was doing really good with makeup I was like why not why not just go apply to Sephora and I start as a cashier and then because um like I'm as a cashier they have the skincare world and I have eczema so I would get involved with the skincare and then um you have the makeup world okay well I know how to draw because that's how I, I my first job was architect job I got a story y'all it was an architect <laughs> job and um and I knew how to draw but draw for like on my friends agendas and stuff so mm-hmm. I'm like okay I could do makeup and then it just went further like they would do classes on Sunday. They told me I couldn't do a class because my schedule didn't line up because I would go to school, back to school on Sundays. I said, okay, well, I'm going to have my own class. And I had my two makeup classes. And then I had a, um, and then I had a, like, I did a philanthropy event for mm-hmm. a nonprofit, a women's and children's, uh, center, shelter. And, um, we did like a, like a light prom. So all the women dressed up. I did gifts to give. They collect toys for kids. I got like 50 bags of those. I had another friend. He collect clothes. We had clothes for the, for the, um, the moms. We had food. So I was doing all that up until like my grandma got diagnosed with cancer. And then once she got diagnosed with cancer, I had switched my nine to five to a, uh, I wasn't at Sephora no more. I was at the, the, you know, the, um, the nine to five job after college now. Mm-hmm. But once she got diagnosed, I went to work at Ulta, which was closer to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when, uh, she transitioned, it was like, okay, what now? Because I was doing all this, not, to just make me happy, but to make her happy too. Like mm-hmm. her life and everything that she did. I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm taking my grandma. She I'm taking her with me. Like she gonna go far. And she's still with me. But like I got to understand what I like through the things that I went through. Mm-hmm. So I think people just need to write down what they really like. So I love clothes because I love Barbie. Like I grew up on Barbie. So I like dressing up. Um and I love my hair. Like I could say today, like I love my hair. But before, like the things that I went through, people, you know, it was just like natural hair, like short hair. What is that? But um, I got to to getting more familiar with the things that I like, more familiar with black brands. Like working at Sephora, it opened my eyes to like my more feminine self, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that allowed me to say, well, I got a loud mouth. I know how to market. We were just going to go far with this. So I think people just got to tap into what they like, whether it's cooking, even if it's organizing. I'm like I tell older people like I'm at this one um lady she was organizing like crazy i was like you should put that on tiktok 
Really? Yeah, you should, because people will watch that and get paid for that. Like, anything that you like to do, even my mom, like, my mom's um, transitioning from recovery, but she's really funny, and she can rap on the spot. I said, so when you get your, because my little sister, and I have four sisters, so it was five of us. So my little sister, I told her, I said, um, when she get her iPhone, just teach her how to work it, I'll edit the videos. All I want her to do is turn on. Turn right. on. Because you can create anything that you want. I think that's just what life's about is just creating. So that's my advice. Create and, and just have fun doing it. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And basically, just find, you know, be creative, find your interests, and go for it, right? Yeah. And, and be aggressive with your interests, right? Mm-hmm. And if you and if it switches, that's okay. Because, like, I tell people, I make scrunchies. I sew. <laughs> um, the scrunchies were hitting last year. I haven't, draw, too. I draw, too. Yeah. So, you know, I could make a shirt. I could put something on a shirt. Um, what, what else you want? I could, you know, edit a video. I could make a flyer. I could do hair, makeup, facial. So, if it don't work... And I've had two salon suites that I've like, okay, this is not it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Move on to the next thing. Like, like I tell you all the time, you, it's we're not. It's not a race. If it don't work, pick up something else. Try again. Right. Awesome. So, so uh, I guess uh, where where can uh, people find you? So you could find me at chic s h e e k underscore tv. Um, that's on all social media platforms, and then. Like, the beat will be on there, too, as well. We'll start filming in, like, two to three weeks. I'm just trying to get my mind together for that because I'm like, a lot of people depending on me. Let me let me make sure this is right. But, again, even that, it does not have to be perfect as Mm-mm. long as you start. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Final thoughts? Uh, again, it's a phenomenal story. I like the idea of is you know, I, I can relate from going from up north to down mm-hmm. south, you know. And, and so uh, I just love the idea of anyone being energetic and pursuing something. So, when you pursue something like it's like you're doing, that's just it's about being and like you said, just be energetic, find it, and go for it. Yeah, yeah. and I appreciate both the guests. I appreciate you coming on too, especially Thank being last minute. Me. No, no, yeah, Thank you, because I mean, it told a story that I like to tell. Like even though everybody's successful in their own way. Especially with like with Kenneth, you know, you work hard towards something, eventually you get to where you want to go. So thank you again. And I look forward to your show coming out and everything that you have going for you. And I'll be there to support you just as well. Thank you. So and thank for me, you know, y'all keep driving and keep pushing ahead because like even with this, I say, you know, no matter where you are, just continue pushing towards it. And once you get to the hundred episode, you know, you know how dedicated you are. So thank y'all again. Thank you all for showing up. Love you all. A peace out. Guys, thank you so much. You're awesome.